Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble, happy host, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, where I am sorry to say, and I do mean this with all sincerity, and if you don't believe me when I say I mean this from sincerity, just remember, Julie and I are from Ohio, so we definitely know what it's like to live through a cold, horrible winter, but it's absolutely beautiful here in Austin, Texas in the 70s. So you remember, you guys can always move. I mean, we did, Somebody. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's that. Oh, so, I think I just heard about uh, fifty thousand people just uh, disconnect from the podcast today. Yeah. But that's, uh, you know, I, I thought I felt the earth shake. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know that is kind of actually interesting, Julie. When uh, when our coaches, uh, you know, some of them have only lived in warm climates, and you know, some of them have lived oh, in climates and are living in climates like we're from. You know, it really does make a difference when your coach has actually walked literally through the three feet of snow mm-hmm. that you have going to a listing appointment. It really does make a difference when you're, you know, having to keep yourself mentally and emotionally motivated in the winter. If you've never had to do that before because you grew up your entire life in some wonderful place like, you know, where it's 70 degrees in the winter, I mean, you don't have that same depth and breadth of, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, experience. Yeah. Experience. Or, or you, haven't mm-hmm. had, you haven't had to work through that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, so listen, guys, those of you in the winter, we understand. I promise you we understand. We sympathize. So we're going to finish yeah. up the topic that we started, um, I think, last week. There's 30 things that we wish we knew when we were 30. And I have to say, Jules, over the past two weeks, we've gotten so mm-hmm. many wonderful emails about this series. Um, a few people were saying, you know, they like you know, this point and that point, And we love that feedback from you guys. So anytime you can give us any nudges this way or, you know, this direction or that, please feel free to do so. And remember, you can always email me directly or Julie directly. And my email address is tim at timandjulieharris.com. And Julie is julie at timandjulieharris.com. Now, yesterday, I uh, and I know Julie's got some things she wants to share with you guys before we get to our um, next point on the 30 things we wish we knew when we were 30. Um, and remember, guys, these points are applicable throughout your entire life, so don't think just because you're not 30 these don't work for you anymore. Uh, so uh, we're going to get to that in a second. So yesterday we did kind of a, you know, we, we sort of lightly touched on at the end of the radio show, and I know, and I've gotten a flood of emails about it, about a new program that we're going to be coming out with where essentially we're going to be able to offer uh, lending. We're working with uh, a lender or two to offer you guys the ability to get into a coaching program where you have a coach, the whole nine yards, for, you know, I think I'm going to be able to make the payment around $89 a month. It might be 125 a month. I'm still working on that. But if you guys, you know, I know a lot of you want to be in coaching. A lot of you guys listen to the radio show, and you know that if you were to have a coach to sort of be your Sherpa as you climb up the mountain, you know, you get there a lot quicker with a lot fewer risks, and that's, of course, what a coach does. And I know that a lot of you have been held back because you don't want to make a financial commitment. You're just not ready to, and I get it. I need feedback from you. $89 a month, $125 a month. Give me some feedback. So the program, here's what we're working on. Again, there's a lot of moving parts to make this happen, to make it so that we can finance all of you guys. But the uh, the parameters of the program would be a six-month coaching um, relationship. It would be a six-month coaching contract with us. 
um, the lender, which would be, a, you know, a, not us, but a lender would basically then finance you guys. The cost of that six-month coaching program would be like 2500 bucks. You could, of course, pay for it up front, or you can, finance, or you can pay for it yourself, however. But with this lender, the deal we, I think I've got structured would it be it, the payment would only be $89 a month. You could pay it off at any time. Um, and then literally you'd get all the content that's in Real Estate Coaching Essentials. A lot of you guys are in that program. Then in addition to that, you'd have a weekly semi-private call with Miss Julie Harris. That's right. So she'd be doing a live semi-private call every week. In addition to that, you'd have one one-on-one call with one of our coaches every month. So you'd have a half-hour call every month with one of our coaches, a weekly semi-private call with Julie, and all the things that are part of Real Estate Coaching Essentials. And I think we can deliver that to you for a payment of right around $89 a month. Uh, I, this is a huge ordeal for us to put this together because we have to deal with an outside lender. We have to make it so that everyone can get approved. That's the hard part. So not, not all of you have got great credit, and I just still want everyone to be able to take advantage of this program, so that's what we're hammering out now. But if we could offer you guys what I just described for the payment I just described, send me some email, emails. Let me know what you think. You know, <laughs> Tell me if this is something you'd be interested in. I assume you will especially those of you guys who have been on the fence about coaching, because this is definitely a price that everyone could afford. But I need your feedback. Let me know what you think. Tim at timandjulieharris.com. So, Julie, I think you have some emails that you want to be sharing uh, with our listeners today, yes? Well, actually, I, I'm going to kind of put them all into a mutual bucket of emails from the coaches. who uh, It's been – because, you know, I coach, I coach the coaches to coach to be the best coaches in the country every week. So we talk a lot about what they're experiencing and the things that they're dealing with with different types of clients. And so for the most part, I would say the feedback has been massive momentum, especially in the past week or so. Even in the, in the snowy markets, it's been very good. Um, but how to manage that momentum and still keep the focus, keeping the train on the tracks, and also keeping an eye on potential recession type of things happening. So one of the, the exciting things for me, talking to the coaches who talk to our coaching clients all across the country, is that we see early warning signs, like more expireds in a lot of markets, like longer days on the market. And we were joking, you know, you were talking about the, some of the California coaches that, you know, have maybe more sensitivity to California, and if they haven't seen snow, although some of our California coaches have gotten around the country a lot, but, you know, they, they were talking about how, um, you know, in some areas, longer days on the market means longer hours on the market. You have three offers, and it's sold in 48 hours instead of having 30 offers, and it's sold in five minutes. So it's kind of a sliding scale, but it's exciting that there's more opportunity out there. So the coaches are working hard on expanding our coaching clients' spokes of their lead generation, but also making sure that they're seeing... Explain the spokes and the wheels. Not all these guys have listened to us forever, so we have to explain that, what that means. Yeah, Yeah, so we refer a lot to spokes on the wheel, and that, that is essentially your spokes, your different spokes are your avenues of lead generation. So think about most agents have a really strong... Um, certain source of business. Usually it's referrals or something like that, right? So imagine that you're on a bicycle and the front wheel has only one spoke. Now, maybe it's a pretty strong spoke, but it's, it's a, you know, sure it's a wheel, but there's really only one spoke going through there and you can kind of ride your bike along, you're doing okay, but then there's a rock or there's a speed bump or maybe there's a uh, sinkhole known as the Great Recession, for example, okay? If you only have one spoke in the wheel, and you hit one of those major bumps, what do you do? You wipe out. It wasn't enough. It wasn't strong enough. 
So we, as coaches, are always working to add spokes to your wheel, and not just little spaghetti type of spokes either. We want spokes, you know, that are made of titanium that will get you through any type of market, any kind of interest rates, anything that's happening out there. So that's one of the things that we've been talking about is making sure that we're setting all of our clients up to not just be one-spoke wonders and be living on the momentum of the market where everybody's happy and, you know, prices are going up and interest rates are low and everything's swell, but seeing this little bubbling up of longer days on the market, fewer multiple offers, um, more expireds, and making sure that we're building the right spokes for the market so that it doesn't really matter. You make your own market. Does that make sense? I mean, that's that's a typical coaching call I have with the coaches is setting them up. Yeah. Well, because most people come to us and they have the, you know, they don't, first of all, when you explain to, to folks the coaching concept or the spokes concept, that's always like a big aha, you know, because when you look at, as Julia was just saying, when you look at top producers, they typically have seven to ten different spokes on their wheel, um, you know. And by the way, if anyone's planning on using this analogy and not crediting us for it, you better be careful because we actually trademarked this concept. <laughs> I've seen it bubbling up in a couple other seminar speakers. They're trying to steal from our content. Don't do it. Um, so in any event, when you have seven to ten different spokes on your wheel as a top producer, this is someone selling 100, 200, 300 houses, I mean, that's what you need. Because like Julie said, maybe one of your spokes doesn't work or it doesn't work as well, and but you have the other spokes to supplement it. Where a lot of agents fall into uh, peril is when they have – it's typically you – know, most agents have the center of influence and past client spoke, right? They have their mom, their aunt, their neighbors, their friends from church or whatever – Usually, that's where most agents get most of their business because they are getting business directly from their friends or family, or maybe one degree beyond them. You know, friends of their friends or family, that sort of thing. So uh, that business model isn't really a business model. That's just more of a social model. And there's a lot of you that have had consistent, mostly you've been able to do. Usually, most agents can top out around 20 to 25 deals per year, max. In your market, that might be a ton of money, right? But most agents will top out about 20 to 25% if they're really focused on their centers of influence and past clients, calling them, mailing them, all the rest of it. But in some markets, you know, that's not a lot. You know, in some markets, like, you know, if you're selling in Omaha, that might not be really enough to accomplish all your financial goals, right? So what you then have to do is you have to add another spoke on top of that, another spoke on top of that, another t- spoke on top of that. So that's that's the concept. Um, if you're experiencing, as a lot of you do, ups and downs and cash flows, inconsistency with just you know your business, great months, bad months, it's because you're probably overly reliant on too few spokes, and um, you need to introduce yourself and you just to essentially put in place new spokes and understand that the spokes that we coach you guys to put in place are the ones that are going to get you the best bang for the buck the quickest. Like for example, Julie and I like direct mail. When we sold real estate, we did a boat ton of direct mail, but it wasn't the first thing we did. It became like, you know, this is like 20 years ago, but it became like our sixth or seventh spoke because we had because direct mail, you might get lucky in the first time you mail things out, but usually it's going to be a long-term investment before you start getting a result from it. Well, a lot of you can't swing a long-term financial investment to something, you know, that's not going to necessarily get you the yield out of it, the, the return on investment that you thought it would. So we will uh, coach you to put spokes in place that will get you 30, 60, 90-day paychecks, and then after those spokes are solid, then you can start, you know, maybe you choose to add in more spokes that are a little bit more, you know, to use an Internet marketing term, long tail, like, say, for example, uh, postcards. Um, so, you know, that's the thing that we're seeing a lot of you guys get stuck on when you come to coaching is that, Tim and Julie, I've been at this certain number for so long, 
you know, 20 deals, 15 deals. I can't seem to break beyond it. Well, maybe what we just shared with you guys will help you kind of shift the needle in your heads as, as to where you need to go, you know, conceptually. Does that make sense, Jules? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hopefully they're getting a sense that, you know, coaching is hard work. It's not just, you know, hey, how's it going? <laughs> We're actually working hard on all of your businesses all the time right along with you. So there you have it. Uh, Shall we so get back to our regular on, points? I think we're on 23. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, go ahead. Good. So point number 23, we're getting back to 30 life lessons that we wish we would have known at 30. doesn't really matter what your age is right now. We'll call them 30 life lessons. Point number 23, understand the power of momentum. You have going for you, you have momentum going for you or against you. You can have negative momentum or positive momentum. But nobody has to suffer ups and downs in income or quality of life. It is a choice to be suffering in that way. Momentum comes from daily minimum standards. This is something that some of you are so blockheaded about, it it really drives the coaches up a wall sometimes. Because you get the concept that your daily minimum standards should reflect what your goals are. You've done a good job putting your goals together. But it gets back to you actually having to implement them. Some of you guys will establish what the daily minimum standards are supposed to be, but then when it comes down to actually doing them, that's where you kind of hit a wall sometimes. So what I usually will do with uh, my coaching clients, Tim, is I'll say, all right, let's not overcomplicate this. Let's say we're going to do daily minimum standards four out of five days a week. That means you've got three days you don't have to deal with it. That's that's pretty decent, right? So four out of five days because stuff happens you know, um, you want to do other things during the week, you have a surprise reload person in town, whatever, we're being realistic. So four out of five days, but we're only going to stick to maybe two or three very specific but dollar productive daily minimum standards, like the obvious would be lead generation, lead follow-up, never ending the day with leads you haven't followed up with, that sort of thing. But that's what gives you the momentum, not thinking about getting ready to get started to someday, you know, embrace this idea. It's actually doing it. So the momentum comes, and it's just like, you know, when you work out the first day you're sore and you hate it, and maybe the first week or two feels like that, assuming you you keep at it. But what happens on that third week? You start to see results. During the ramp up to that third week, you're hating life, aren't you? Well, any minimum standard that you implement in your real estate practice is exactly the same way. You probably don't feel like doing it right now. You probably don't feel like jumping when there's a new lead. Too bad. That's what momentum comes from. Now, the flip side to that is, not doing that puts you into negative momentum. You know, Tim, on a previous uh, podcast, I think maybe yesterday you were talking about that nothing actually stays still. If you, and I, whenever you say that, I, for some reason, because, you know, I make our dogs dog food. Here, here's, the, here's what my <laughs> picture is. I, I think of the sweet potatoes that we keep in the pantry, right? So what happens if you leave sweet potatoes in the dark for a while? They start to grow, <laughs> Okay, everything has something happening all the time. If you leave them in there too long, they don't grow, those vines die, and then the sweet potatoes start to mold. So you you can't, like, life has no specific stagnation. You're either having positive or, momentum, or negative momentum. Make sure you're on the side of the positive momentum. You guys have well, control of that. It's a choice. Go ahead. Julie, you and I, are, you, you and I love the power of telling a story, right? So let's interject basically yeah. a real quick, I'll do a condensed version of this, so you guys mm-hmm. really are, you know, drilled down on the point Julie's making. Because she said three or four really powerful things there that I hope you guys are paying attention to. So the visualization of this little story is basically you're a pilot 
of a plane and you're piloting, uh, you know, a commercial aircraft, right? Some of you are commercial aircraft pilots. I know a lot of you guys actually. It's very interesting. We do attract a lot of pilots. So, in any event, you guys are now waiting for the, you know, uh, passengers to load, the, you know, luggage to load, the food to load, all the things that are necessary before the plane takes off the ground. So the question is, now, let's just say for the sake of this story that momentum is the same as fuel, right? So the fuel in the jet, let's just call the fuel in the jet and momentum, just make those words in your mind interchangeable. So now that the plane's loaded, okay, the pilot's goal is basically to clear the end of the runway and get to cruising altitude as fast as possible. So for the pilot to do that, and you guys have, I'm sure, all been on planes at this point, Many, 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 many times probably. So for the pilot to actually get up to cruising altitude, he has to throttle down. Remember like when you're taking off the runway, especially if it's a short runway, the amount of G-forces that are pressing against your body? Uh, it's because the pilot's using all that thrust in order to basically clear the runway, get up to cruising altitude as fast as possible. Makes sense. We've all been there. You can probably feel, you know, psychologically, you can feel those G-forces pressing against you right now, I imagine. So mm-hmm. if what a lot of agents do, now, again, this is a, just follow me here because this really is for some of you this is going to be a real breakthrough an epiphany anyway is that you're going to a lot of you are that pilot and the plane is loaded all the crap is loaded on the plane you're ready to take off you throttle down but what a lot of you guys do is you throttle down throttle down then pull the throttle back so in other words you're going full you know you're on the runway the plane's front landing gear starts to take off a little bit and then what then all of a sudden you could you know it's starting to starting to take off the plane start and then you guys just like cut the fuel off again boom so the plane crashes yep. right back down to the runway. So you're doing that constantly. That's how you guys, a lot of you, we're your business coaches. Our focus is making you guys successful entrepreneurs. But really, you're doing that in all aspects of your life, aren't you, many of you? You're going, I'm motivated, I'm excited, I'm, oh, no, I'm not. I'm motivated, I'm excited, oh, I'm going to sleep it. I'm motivated, I'm excited, oh, no, I'm going to go hit this easy button and go to a, you know, some sort of, you know, seminar where the guy's going to tell me I don't have to do anything except buy buyer leads. You know, you guys have all, you're all doing that, okay, that stopping and starting is ruining your business in probably a lot of aspects of your life as well, right? Remember, guys, what you, all of you long-time listeners know what I'm about to say, long-term ever-increasing success comes from, I bet you, Julie, I can just feel tens of thousands of mm-hmm. people saying this, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So remember the pilot, right? If he's going full throttle, no throttle, full throttle, no throttle, the plane doesn't go anywhere. The plane just stays there. That's what you guys are doing. And the no throttle, and the full throttle only comes in when you feel a certain emotional way. Like, I feel good today. I feel motivated. I feel excited. And then your full throttle, and then like an hour later, you get some crappy email or voicemail. It's real estate. That happens all the time. And all of a sudden, you're not feeling motivated anymore. Or you read the news. Or you, you, know, you basically allow media garbage to enter into your mindset. And the next thing, it's no throttle, and all your energy has been sapped away. You see? This is what you guys have got to be responsible for. This is your choice. All these things that we're telling you, when you, and we're breaking them down as practically as possible so that you can realize that you can make the change. You can, for example, have a daily minimum standard. You have, can't have three to five minimum, schedule, uh, minimum standards. You can't keep to a schedule. You can't accept the fact that long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Stop fighting those things because you're just that pilot going up and down. Now, the pilot going back to the plane. Now, you know you want to get up to cruising altitude as fast as possible. So you're the pilot, throttle down. That plane is clearing the runway, getting up to 30,000 feet. Now what does the pilot do? The pilot actually pulls back on the throttle because when he's at cruising altitude, he has to use less fuel. You guys with me on this? And that's what happens. 
in your life, in your business especially, the initial stages, as Julie just described, to clear the runway, that's the sucky part. That's the work part. That's the part where you're going to be full of doubt. That's the part where you have to learn a bunch of stuff you'd rather not learn. Do things you'd rather not do when you don't want to do them. I get it. Okay? That's where most of you quit. I'm begging. Yeah, I don't want to be on that plane, honestly. What, what would that feel like if you're a passenger? <laughs> I'm not getting on yeah, that plane. Exactly. I see you guys coming. I, I know your habits. I'm out of there. Okay, that, that's, you know, that's the feeling that I get on that. And, and all of you guys that act that way, you, where you feel it is in your income. It's in those cash spurts and not the cash flow. So well, make so the commitment you're cru- to fly the plane. You're cruising, al- you're cruising altitude. You can pull back on the throttle. Things are quieter and then they're easier. In your real estate business, in your life, now we're not saying you can become complacent, but like we talked the other day, and you guys should listen to our past radio shows, we talked the other day about the fact that you know, there's one number that matters more than anything in your real estate business, what we call your magic number. That's the number of listings you need at all times. Some of you might be 10, 15, 20. Some of you might just be five. But when you've reached that cruising altitude, the connection to real estate is that's when you've reached your magic number. And then at, at cruising altitude, you don't have to go from zero to, say, 15 listings. You just have to replace what's sold in the past 30 days. Much, much easier. You guys, this is really an elegant, simple, very easy-to-follow business model. That's what our coaching is. It's something that every single one of you can do. You don't need to have anything other than determination and the willingness to basically follow direction. When you can do that, we will get you into the end zone 100% of the time. You've got to be willing to say – you've got to be willing to basically just – Stay dedicated. Keep that throttle down for enough time so you can get up to that point where you do have momentum. Next point, my dear. Yeah, and by the way, it doesn't take a ginormous team to get up to cruising altitude either. So erase the thought that you're not doing it because you haven't hired enough team members yet. But that's a separate thing that I just had to throw out there. Okay, so point number 24, and this is a fun one because it's super easy to implement or unimplement, if it, if you will. I have media-free life. Avoid the media. Become hypervigilant of anything or anyone that you allow to enter your life and your mindset. A media-free life. I mean, I don't even know how to use the remote in our house, you know, which means that Tim can watch whatever he wants because I don't even, I don't even know where it is right now. And Why? Now we're watching because there's week. nothing good you know, on there. Go ahead. You know what we're watching this week? Car auctions in Arizona. Back-to-back yeah. car auctions. Julie's, Julie's <laughs> loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe likes it. Well, so, so, yeah, she runs in and says, is that a car? Yes. It doesn't matter when you go in there, it is a car. So uh, at any rate, why do we say media-free morning? Because as soon as you guys get negativity into your head, and let's be honest, all the news ever reports is negative stuff. As soon as that happens, you start – subconsciously excuse making and you might be in a terrible mood that day and not even know why it is why do you do that to yourself choose what you put into your head listen to the things from for example our recommended uh, reading list get an account at audible.com we talked about this on previous points listen to and read biographies autobiographies historical things that are going to help you motivational things listen to joel osteen for example control what goes into your head instead of just kind of blowing in the wind and whatever gets in there affects you however it affects you. Take control of your life, especially regarding this media thing, and especially now. So point number 25, own everything. This is a tough one for a lot of people to swallow. Own everything. Everything good, bad, or, or otherwise, you created that. Don't allow anyone to treat you like a victim And don't treat yourself like you're a victim of something. You are where you are today because of you. 
Yeah, there's probably extenuating circumstances, but guess what? You're where you are today because of the choices that you made. Own everything. In the morning, when you open your eyes, getting ready for your next workday, decide how it's going to go. Own it, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. I, I talk about this point a lot, Tim, uh, when clients are having tough negotiations or they're feeling beat up on by their own uh, clients or another agent or something like that. I tell all of our coaching clients and all the coaches, we want our agents to be the leader in their office, in their family, in their transactions, and not just be reactive to everything that's happening. So own it. It's actually well, easier so, but, because there's less questions of how things are going to go. Go ahead. But let's, Julie, again, let's drill down on that because that's more of a, that's a huge mindset, isn't it? If yeah, you're going to take totally. responsibility for everything. So, so guys, here's, here's what I want you to do. This is how serious we are about this one point. Um, let's say you go out on a walk in your neighborhood today. And let's say that, um, you know, for some reason somebody leaves something out in their front yard or like a shovel, let's say, and you trip over it. They literally left it, you know, right on the sidewalk. Uh, maybe it was under some snow, right? And then, you know, the neighbor did it, totally their fault, on their property, 100%. You didn't see it, completely covered with snow. You know, a total, complete freak accident caused by your neighbor's negligence. Are you guys following me here? Now, opposed to saying, it's not my fault, the neighbor left the shovel there, opposed to thinking like that, that then makes you a victim. You see, if you, if you think like that, you lose. As soon as you say, it wasn't my fault, the neighbor caused the problem, you lose. You give up a little bit of your soul almost. You give up your power. You give up yourself, your, your ability to, you know, to self-determine your own future. Just in that tiny little microsecond where you made it someone else's fault and you allowed yourself to become a victim, right? So opposed to saying, it was my neighbor's fault, you left the shovel there, I need you to say to yourselves, Okay, it was my fault because I wasn't careful and I didn't, like, maybe wasn't a little bit, I, was, I should have been more cautious, right? I should have maybe been thinking about, you know, if there's snow there, maybe there's something under there I need to be cautious of, right? You guys get the whole point here? So whatever happens in your life, even if a thousand people agree that it's completely and totally not your fault, I absolutely positively want you to seriously consider saying it's my responsibility. It is my fault. Even if, let you know, a satellite lands on you right now. You're out walking. I hope no satellites land on you. But a satellite lands on you, splat. And you're saying, oh, dude, Tim, what are you talking about, man? How the heck could the satellite splatting me be my fault? Well, I mean, I yeah, I mean, that was kind of a random thing. But guess what? Had you not been walking in that exact spot when you were, satellite wouldn't have hit you. Now, I know, guys, this is a little like of a mind as I present that to you, but it's a psychological mindset point that if you start owning and taking responsible for, responsibility for everything, you never become a victim. So as soon as you basically start becoming a victim, that seller was mean. That's the reason I didn't take that listing. Or they listed with that other agent because, you know, they had some sort of social tie-in that I don't have. You immediately lose. So whenever anything happens to you, you cannot allow yourself to blame anyone else other than yourself. You have to own it. You have to take responsibility for it, and that is liberating because a lot of us have had lifetimes of playing the victim. Now some of us play it on a macro level, right, where all of a sudden that's your whole thing. You have this thing that happened 20 years ago, or a lot of you guys have had some sort of financial problem that happened in the past decade. To this day, you're still, that's your story. Oh, no, I was doing, I was so high on the hog, you know, 10 years ago. You know, high in the hog, by the way, for you, or not from the Midwest, is a good thing, not a bad thing. 
because you don't want to eat low on the hog because that's, you know, gross. So, I mean, anyway. So you were living high on the hog 10 years ago, and, you know, everything went completely, completely when the market blew up, and that's your story. That's who you become. You become that person who did it a long time ago. A lot of you guys are like that. You've become, you've allowed yourself to become a victim of uh, the recession, depression that happened, you know, that's in our rearview mirror, barely even, you know, can't barely even see it anymore. But some of you are still that victim. You still are playing that card. You have allowed yourself then to be a defeatist person. You are all of a sudden a skeptic. You're all of a sudden looking for the next, you know, shoot or drop. You're one of these people that loves to read about bad news. You become addicted to the media because you like to hear about all this drama. That's who you've allowed yourself to become, right? You have allowed yourself to become that victim. The victim personality does not attract to them anything positive, nothing except more victim personalities, right? If you're a victim sure. personality, if that's you at any level, you're just attracting to you more people like you. You're not attracting to you the things that you want to get out of this life because successful uh, people won't want to be around you. Optimistic, high-minded folks that are trying to be of service to other people won't want to be around you. You are not going to ever be able to have this rich, fulfilled life that you you honestly deserve. It's a gift that God gave you, this life. But because you've choose, chosen to adopt this mindset of being a victim, you will never, ever live it. That's you for the rest of your life. You know what? That's your choice. That's your decision. You're doing that to yourself. Stop it. Let, let me use a, a quick little snippet from a coaching call, okay? So you know about the big blizzard that happened. I had this great little uh, moment from a coaching client uh, Robert Lopez, he he had tons of snow, tons. I think he said more than two feet. And he said, gosh, you know, that was really it was amazing, and I can't believe I had to dig out three cars. And then he immediately corrected himself and said, boy, I'm blessed to have three cars to dig out. Isn't that interesting, <laughs> the self-coaching? I love it. And how quickly yeah. he caught himself, which I was really proud of hearing from him because, you know, that having a huge blizzard, you can easily – fall into, I was victimized, I can't run my business, I can't do this and that because of the snowstorm. Because, yep. you know, it's like a, a, an excuse that was handed to you by the weather. But instead, he corrected course and said, gosh, you know, I, I'm pretty lucky to have three cars to even have to dig out. So I thought that was awesome. Anyway, so uh, I, we need to know, wrap up because there's need, one coming. I, I know you need to go, but just a real quick, you know, back and forth, okay? First of all, if any of you guys yes. need any help, Obviously, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Oh, um, another quick thought. A lot of you guys are asking what uh, about mojocells.com. Listen, here's the bottom line. Go to mojocells.com and just sign up. It's absolutely, positively one of the core level things that every single one of you should have in your real estate practices. MojoSells.com is one of my favorite products that are out there for you guys to make money. It's the real deal, so check them out. Julie, have you ever wondered why it is specifically that we've attracted such a huge audience and so so quickly on our, our radio show? I mean, you know, 100,000 regular listeners, considering there's only really a million realtors out there, that's a pretty big number. Have you ever yeah, asked yourself why? pretty amazing. <laughs> No, I, I hope that we have why? a feel for why, but yeah, I I ask myself that a lot. I think it's it's pretty amazing. I I love all of our listeners and our clients, future clients. I, I, think, I think we must be I, resonating with you know right. what what they're dealing with, and I, I think a lot of that's because we've actually been there, done that, walked in your shoes. Awesome, you know, awesome when we talk about a, <laughs> yeah, when we talk about a snowstorm, I have the vision of us shoveling our way to listing appointments. That's for real, <laughs> for yeah. example. 
um, yeah, and well, all and the daily willing, struggles and all that, yeah. Yeah, and we're willing to tell them things that other people aren't willing to tell them. You know, our industry is, in a lot of ways, completely asleep right now. It's basically a lot of people that have become complacent. These, this goes all the way to the top of companies. I talk to these guys so I know. They basically are complacent. They're just kind of going with the flow. They're not really being leaders. They're not really trying to break out. They're all sort of in this apathetic mode in their lives. It seems like that's where the state that our industry's in. You, and, and a lot of you guys are in offices that are like that, where it just feels like everyone's just sort of like, you know, existing. You're all like sort of zombies. Well, here's a thought for you. You can break free of that. You don't have to wait for anybody else's permission. You don't have to wait for someone to tap you on your shoulder and say it's time for you to be successful. You can do that at any time. Uh, one of the greatest gifts that I can give you guys is the uh, permission, if you want to call it that, but I don't really think it's permission. It's the uh, reminding you of how to think big, reminding you of how you used to think when you were, a lot of you were when you were younger. When you were like, maybe some of you were teenagers. You weren't, you were thinking about what you wanted to major in in college. You were thinking about what you want to do with your life. And you had all these big dreams and aspirations. You'd flip through magazines and watch movies and be exposed to other things. And you'd say, you know, one day I'm going to go to Paris. Or one day I'm going to buy a Ferrari. Or one day I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to do that. And then what happened? We give, the, we give those things up. And the thing that's interesting is that societally, for the most part, it reinforces you to be complacent. It reinforces you just to be average. It reinforces you just to be kind of like, uh, you know, a zombie in essence. It didn't used to be like that. It wasn't like that in our country 25 years ago. It wasn't. I remember when I was growing up, I'm 46 this year, I don't, I remember that the country was vibrant, optimistic. When the American dream really was to essentially be the truest the best form of yourself. And now, for some reason, we've allowed ourselves to basically just be okay with being okay. I ask all of you on an individualist, individualistic basis to have your own personal revolution. Actually decide to make this, the next, the 12, this next 12 months the start of the best 10 or 20 years of your life. Don't believe for a second that one month can't be better than the other. One year can't be better than the other. Don't believe that success and happiness and financial freedom and the things you want in life, don't believe those things are temporary states. They're not. If they are, have been a temporary state for you, it's your choice. You've done that to yourself. You are starting to understand, aren't you? You're starting to get it. I know a lot of you guys are because I read your emails. Listen, if there's anything we can ever do for you, you guys know how to reach us. We need to get hold of. We love being able to help you in any way we can. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.